We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to No Other Pod. Still in quarantine, as I mean, this point feels like we're going to be in quarantine for God knows how long. But uh, <laughs> this is just life. Yeah, this is what it is. Yep. But uh, he's Dan, and I'm Jimmy. And Dan, uh, how have you been holding down the fort the last week? That's right, Slim Jim. Been doing uh, <laughs> pretty good, man. Uh, you know, not much new in my world. Uh, not much new in the soccer world. A lot of it feels like they're ramping up the uh, the the retro games that like yeah. this week they're showing like three or four of them or something. And I know because it's rivalry week. Mm-hmm. R- rivalry. That's fun to say. But, rivalry uh, week. We don't have new soccer, but <laughs> soccer's out there if you want to get excited about it. Yeah, yeah. We uh we might have some some boon or we will have some Bundesliga soccer this weekend. We can talk about that a little bit, maybe a little later in the pod because that's supposed to start up this weekend. Is that this weekend? Okay. Yeah, but you know we'll see. Unless you know we're recording this on Tuesday evening, there's three full days between now and Saturday when the games are supposed to start. A lot can happen in three days. So hey, a lot can happen. Good thing it's not happening in Missouri. Did you see that Jackson County in specifics? is uh jackson county specifically is like a hot spot Mm -hmm. for for possible coronavirus nonsense right now yeah well and that just came out in the kansas city star earlier today that uh kansas city the metro area is apparently considered a location to watch by the federal government as far as that's what i meant yeah Yeah. that's what i meant so it's uh wow and you look at the kansas daily numbers they're still going up every day are they? Yeah. Okay. And that people say, oh, we're testing more people, which, yeah, true. But, like, okay, that doesn't mean that just because you're testing more people and finding more people that have it doesn't mean that, like, oh, okay, it's done. Like, those people still have mm-hmm. it. You know what this is now? This It's now becoming old news. And what I mean by that is when, when, uh, when there's some big celebrity scandal or something or, you know, people's PR reps have to go into hot button mode and, and try to dissolve the issue – it's done in about two weeks. No one's talking about that celebrity any, any, that celebrity anymore. No, it's not good news. Yeah, that's kind of what coronavirus feels like. Like people have just kind of stopped taking it seriously yeah. because it's not hot news anymore. Well, and like I read an article this week that was like, if just eighty percent of the public wore masks while out and about, mm. that we could like good luck dramatically reduce the infection rates to the point where it would almost stop the virus in its tracks. And it's like. That's literally the least that anybody could do is just put on a fucking mask. And do you ever see someone without a mask and you're like, man, I'd like to punch them in the face. Right. I do (laughs) all the time. But I'd get coronavirus on my hands and I'd be all messed up. Yeah, And it's like, it's mostly white people that aren't doing it. And like, that's true. Most of a lot of times they're older, although not all the time, but like, I swear every time I'm out at the store, which I try not to go to the store except for like once every couple of weeks, occasionally i get home and i'm like oh shoot i forgot something and like you have to go a few days later but all these people just not wearing masks or walking around and i'm like it is not that hard i know it's not like ideal to wear a mask like i don't love wearing a mask but if it's wear a mask and and this gets done a lot sooner or we don't wear masks and thousands of people die like it's not a hard decision 
So it's crazy, man. And we're, not a week goes by where we don't talk about this in some shape or form. And I'm sure everyone's just sick of it. Yeah, but, uh, it, I got thoughts too, man. And it's it's getting nuts. It's tough because, like, you know, especially when you're you're you know social distancing and quarantining and whatnot. Like, we're all trying to stay connected in some ways with other people, but. You know, we we live with the people we live with, and and they get tired of hearing your same takes over and over again. So, uh, sure, you know, you get yeah. On. My mom, my mom wanted me to come down for Mother's Day, and I was like, "You realize there's a global pandemic going on right, right. now, right? Are you yeah? You've been under a rock, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I guess the first ten minutes of this podcast each week has turned into sort of like an update on our thoughts, which you know, some people kind of like, and some people might not like, and or, that's okay. Or television spoiler uh, minute. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of what these first 15 minutes turn out to be. Or, hey, what are you watching this week? You know, still Clone Wars, FYI, still Clone <laughs> Wars. Yeah, we try not to. Uh, we did get uh, somebody, uh, Beach McGillishaw told us, he was like, hey, I had to skip the Westworld parts because <laughs> I didn't want any spoilers. And uh, well, I, we, I don't, we didn't even spoil I was going to say, I don't think we gave any spoilers. And if we ever do give spoilers, I think you and I are both pretty conscious about trying to... I think to, he freaked out. I, th- I mean... I think he heard the yeah. term and was like, I got to get out of here. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I mean, if I were to do that too, I would I would freak out too. I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they started talking about Ozark. And I have not watched Ozark, so I'm not about to spoil anything. But it was funny because... Me neither. Um, I've heard it's good. It's on my list to watch. But the person who's hosting the podcast, he's like, I'm about to say something that happened in the finale of Ozark season three. So I'm going to count down from five very slowly but at the end of five i'm gonna say something that happened so if he was just like giving this whole build up so he's like five four three i did the whole thing just giving people plenty of time to turn it off so and i assume he must have spoiled something because i turned it off i haven't seen it yet but it's just funny how nice it's become a part of our culture like you think about 10 years ago like spoilers like were kind of a thing but like Nobody really thought much about spoiler alerts, and now just in the age of streaming, when like nothing's on at the same time and people can watch it whenever, it's just like the first thing you think of is like spoilers. So, that's true. I mean, you're spoiling something for me. What do you got on back in the background there? Oh, <laughs> yeah, my TV's still on. That's uh, that's just Sports Center. So oh, there you go. Yeah, um, <laughs> probably should turn that off. Conserve energy. Oh well, too late yeah. now. All good, man. <laughs> um. But yeah, oh, so hey, I, yes. uh, I bought a drill this weekend. That's pretty oh, okay. uh, eventful. Mr. Handyman. Jimmy, I've never owned a drill. For You know, I've never owned like <laughs> a big, nice drill. So I got a DeWalt. Okay. You know, pretty nice brand. Yeah. And uh, took down a satellite dish that was on my house. There you go. Uh, I was on my deck and I was like, let's get this eyesore of a dish yeah. off of our house. Talk about, yeah. Woke up and Wait, my forearms like... hurt and my, my hands hurt. <laughs> It's always been weird to me how, because we used to have DirecTV um, until they started charging a shit ton of money, but like how they don't want their satellite dishes back. Like they give you this dish and then when they're like, yeah, yeah, bring us the box back, but just throw away the satellite dish. And it feels like that's the more expensive part. Like you think they right. would want that back in some way, but. No, instead it's your responsibility. And I'm like, I didn't have it. It was already on <laughs> right. there when I got the damn house. Right. And, uh. I didn't have a pair. It was all wrenches, so I didn't have any socket wrenches either. So I got a regular wrench, Jimmy, and I am I'm doing like shoulder flies and just killing myself. <laughs> you sound like so. It wasn't that long ago when uh, it was a couple months ago, maybe before the pandemic like really went crazy because people were still traveling. But we had a uh, a toilet that was not functioning properly. Like it was it was just slowly leaking. And I was, I was like, like not like leaking onto the floor, but like it would leak from the tank into the bowl, like constantly running very slowly. So you just always heard gotcha. like this little bit of run. And I was like, I'm going to fix this. Like this, this can't be that hard. Oh, and so plumber Jim over here. <laughs> I was like, it's probably just like, it needs a new, like little flapper, like in the tank. Like, you know, that thing, like you flush it, it pops open. It just needs a new. So I got that. That's easy. It's just a chain. Like you just pull off the chain, put on the new. Okay. Done. Sure. That didn't do it. And I was like, huh? Okay. Um, that makes it a little more complicated. I was like, well, maybe it needs like a new like flushing mechanism. Like maybe like the actual whole flushing mechanism where that like attaches to not just like the flapper on, and the chain, but like the whole mechanism that like brings the water 
from the water line into the tank. Maybe that needs to be replaced. And I was like, okay, well, I can do that. That's a little more complicated, but like watch a couple YouTube videos. Like I can do that. So I do that. <laughs> it takes me like about an hour. Again, I'm like, okay, this has got to be it. Doesn't fix it. And I'm like, shoot, okay, well, there's literally only one thing left. And it was between the tank and the bowl. There's like a, uh, a rubber stopper. And that's where the water actually goes from the tank into the bowl. And of course, that, that's what needed to be replaced, I found out. But the only way to replace it is to literally take apart the entire toilet. Like you have to take the tank off of it. Then you have to drain it. This thing took me five hours and six different trips to Home Depot and Lowe's. Because I go and I buy the part, come do it. Then I realized, oh shoot, I don't have the right wrench for this part. I got to go back and get a different kind of wrench. And so I got that too much, but I eventually fixed it. But what probably should have been a 30 minute repair took me about five hours. Bro, that is like, that's where you just shell out some money and pay somebody or, or have a buddy who knows what he's doing and give him a pack of beer or something, you know, (laughs) had I known what it was from the get go, I probably would have done that. But by the time I figured out what it was, I was like, I'm too far into this. And right now we don't have a functioning toilet because I got it to a point where I was like, well, had I just never touched it, at least it still would have been working. It just would have been slowly leaking into the bowl. Now (laughs) there's just no functioning toilet. So I got to do something, but dude, we weren't. And it's not like you can call on your father to come help. I mean, your, your parents are in, in California. Well, it's, even uh, if my dad was here, couldn't have called him to help because he didn't know what the hell he's doing either. He would have been worse oh, than I gotcha. would have been. <laughs> gotcha. So. Well, dude, in addition to that satellite dish is probably a hundred yards of cable mm-hmm. around the house. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm a, I'm using this damn drill. I'm going all around the house. I'm snipping cable so because it, it goes around the corner and under the damn uh, guttering. Yeah. It was bananas. Yeah. So That doesn't sound fun. Drew. But it was a nice day for it. Yeah. It was nice to be outside a little bit. And uh, yeah, man, things are good. Yeah. Then you have to figure out how do you throw away that satellite dish? Do you just put that in the regular trash can? Or like, what, what is it you're supposed to do? So. You tell me, City of Olathe employee. I think I got a call for a bulk pickup. <laughs> That's probably what you would have to do, I would guess. Yeah. So. It's all right. I got a big, I got an old storm door they can take with them too. There I you think go. it's one price, like $20 <laughs> for 20 yeah, minutes it's or all, something. All flat rate, I believe. So. So I'm trying to get a lot of stuff yeah. and be like, you know what? Yeah, take it off. Get, get your money's worth. What other large yeah, yeah. shit do I have to throw away? Um, right. <laughs> so let's uh, let's shift gears to talk a little bit of uh, MLS and, and, and soccer news. Um, we have had a little bit of movement over the last week or so. I don't know that this We're necessarily training again. means... We didn't talk yeah, about that. So, I think we had talked about how they'd approved the training, but it had not yet happened yet. And we right. didn't know exactly what all it was going to look like or how it was going to work. So Sporting KC and some other teams held their first rounds of voluntary individual workouts. And I'm sure many of you have seen the photos and, and video that was put out by the club. Basically what it looked like was players would come one at a time up to the facility and they'd get their temperature checked and they'd have their mask. And they'd basically go through a series of just medical checks. And once they cleared those, then they'd get out and get on the field one at a time. Coaches would be still wearing masks, but from a distance. And players would be able to take their mask off while they did their individual workouts. And yeah, one at a time. Just had some practices. So um, what did it do for you, if anything, just to kind of see players that we know and care about in Sporting KC equipment on a field kicking a soccer ball around? Did it mean anything to you? It's cool, man. Like, they all looked happy. And I know Beasler was in, like, four different interviews that week saying mm-hmm. the same thing. Just, like, it was awesome. Uh, so happy to be out there. Um, you know, and, and even PV was on, uh, Peter was on, like, radio saying, you know, these guys can't go to a park and kick around on a field. Like, people will see them, and they will come talk to them, and that just can't happen right now. Um, so to actually have a, a field... I thought maybe they'd get access to the facility. So that was a shock for me when it's, no, they just get access to the field and that is it. Yeah. Um, so it's baby steps. It's super baby steps because f- four people can go at once. They have quadrants. If a ball goes into someone else's quadrant, you're not allowed to go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super weird, man. And it's like, it, it's okay. Like, I mean, stranger things have happened in all of this. Mm-hmm. So it's not the weirdest thing we've heard, but, uh, it is exciting because you know it's a step in the right direction. Like they are, 
they are convinced that they are going to play some games this year. Yeah. With fans or without fans, we don't know. Yeah, it'll probably. I, I would guess. I mean, nothing official's been decided, but I would. I, I would bet a significant amount of money if I had to that there will not be games with fans this year for MLS. Did um, you see that MLS proposed a twenty percent pay cut to players? Yeah, I saw that they sent that to the players' union, which I'm sure the players' union will yeah. look at and they'll try to figure out whatever they can to have that not happen if at all possible which is their job i mean that's going to be the same thing with uh major league baseball or with nba or with nfl i mean all of these proposals are going to include the owners understandably saying hey we're going to make less money the contracts we signed were under a certain set of circumstances and now you know this is happening so can't you know we got to renegotiate this but what's interesting is for like a sport like baseball those contracts are, are fully guaranteed. So I don't think like MLS is different, but like for major league baseball players, they could look at the proposal and say, screw you. Like, no, I don't have to just voluntarily give up money that way because my contract's guaranteed. You're a billionaire, figure it out. So, Oh, they'd be dicks to do it because millions <laughs> of people have lost their jobs. And that would be the biggest, it'd be like, well, we ain't going to watch you play then. How about that? Because I'm I'm yeah. struggling to provide for my family, and I, I don't want to watch you play because you need your millions of dollars to survive. It's always a weird argument to me, and like it, it's it's so strange because I'm not saying you're doing this now, but like people always like the average fan seems to always take the side of the owner over the player, which is interesting. And I think in a way it makes sense because like the the contracts of these players are what's most publicly known, so we know that like you know. Patrick Mahomes is going to make $40 million a year in his next contract or whatever. Baseball players, you know, are making, uh, Aaron Judge is making however many millions of dollars he's making. That's public information. But it it just always strikes as a little funny to me that fans tend to take the sides of of the ownership, which we're not talking millions of dollars anymore. We're talking billions of dollars. So it's like, well, these people, the labor who who are basically putting out the product, the players, they're like, well, yeah, we're, we're the reason this exists. So we want our money. To me, that kind of makes sense. And I know that, like, yeah, we're talking money that you or I will never imagine. But it's just funny how people tend to side with the even more wealthy billionaire owners as opposed to the players who are the ones who actually play the game. So, I don't know. That's a side tangent, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I never I never thought about that. But, um, but yeah, the, the warm-ups are back. Uh, the individual trainings are back. And, and so here's a quote from Peter Vermees. He just said their sessions consisted of a warm-up, a technical or functional aspect that they do for about 30 minutes, and then they finish up with fitness for them to be able to get outside, run, and play with the ball. It's a lot like the beginning stages of the offseason. And then he continues. He said, you know, some of the loads that they're accumulating right now are higher than some of our training sessions because we're able to focus on very specific movements. From a fitness perspective, we're really able to start increasing that aspect of their game, which is going to be very important in the return to play. So that was interesting to me because I guess this does almost provide an interesting opportunity that doesn't really happen in regular training where these coaches are able to basically zero in on specific aspects of an individual player's game and spend the entire training session with that player basically focusing in on that one aspect, which whatever Gerso needs to work on is probably going to be different than whatever Beasler needs to work on. And they just have a little bit more time to do it with these individual trainings as opposed to the big group trainings they normally do. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, And then Peter kind of finished saying, you know, we're trying to plot along here in a very calculated manner so we can continue to progress forward as opposed to taking a step back. Everyone feels comfortable that this first phase is working properly. Pretty quickly, we'll hopefully get into small group training with minimal contact, which means you're doing a lot more stuff between four to six players. At that point, we should have a robust, a ro- excuse me, a robust coronavirus testing component to that, which would then lead into full team training on an everyday basis. So, in Peter's mind, it sounds like there's a blueprint there. I guess the question is, how quickly do you get that amount of testing available, and and when does that not just become available to the public, but become available to sports teams? And it turns out he was on like the panel that had that you know spearheaded this whole thing. Like he was part of the whole system to of how how did we get through this? How do we fix this? And he even pitched like 
you know, at some point we could even do a little tournament in Kansas City or something. We could play games here. Um, and that was all him, dude. He didn't just sit at home and count his money or anything. I mean, he wanted to get people back out on the field because he misses it too. I don't even know if he's yeah. much of a TV-watching guy, but I heard him on the radio talking about him watching Westworld. And I was like, no shit. Oh, yeah. really? And how he likes Game huh. of Thrones. And then he also likes The Last Kingdom on Netflix, which is like a Game of Thrones spinoff type deal. Like hmm. just, you know, rip off, if you will. Uh, kind of crazy. Okay. I just can't imagine him enjoying the things that I enjoy. <laughs> right, yeah. It's funny, especially, you know, like we talked to Brennan last week and we asked him, like, oh, what, what shows are you watching? And he was like, I'm watching soccer. That shocked the hell and, out of me. You know, like, I was like, you aren't watching any kind <laughs> of fiction? You aren't trying to escape? <laughs> so I guess I just took that and I, and I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Like you're working in, uh, in, in soccer, you're, you're helping with training like that. And, and I guess I just kind of extended that to Peter too. But it, you're right, it's kind of funny to hear somebody like Peter Vermees who you think of as this like uber serious soccer mind being like, yeah, like I want to know what Dolores is going to do on Westworld. Is that why, is that why your favorite show is uh parks and recreation? Cause you're part of a city city uh, man- management group. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if that's my favorite show, but I do. And I, I really enjoyed parks and rec funny. when it was on. And I have, I've thought so many times I need to go back and rewatch it now that I work in local government because oh, yeah. it seems more real than I ever knew. Well, I did watch so, The Banker on uh, Apple TV, and I was like, this is interesting, because I, mm. too, was a banker. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, that how you feel when you watch Harry Potter, too? They go into Gringotts, and you're like, oh, it's like I'm at work again. It makes me want to go to Universal <laughs> Studios, man. Yeah. Um, Probably not again until, like, 2021. Right, yeah. It's going to be a while. Hey, um, oh, side tangent. Did you see at Disney that you can make your own lightsaber? Yeah, I didn't do it because it's like $400. Oh, hold on. It's not $400, is it? It's hundreds of dollars. I thought it was like a couple hundred. It, uh, I mean, I think it can. It starts at like 200 and depending on how you build your lightsaber, it can get up quite pricey. Oh, if you want that Darth Maul double-sided one? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it, but yeah. I saw it and I was like, oh, to have all the money in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> they got that, they got you can build your own droid. They got all wow. sorts of stuff. So, but then you got to carry it around, and you got to take it on all the rides with you. It's like that sucks. They give you. I know for the saber, they give you a special case that you can put it in, and you can like wear it, like sling it across your back, and then you got like a lightsaber case that you're wearing. Yeah, but you um, can't take it on Space Mountain or anything. No, but yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so I haven't done that. The only thing I did when when I went to Disneyland um, and went to galaxy's edge there the only thing we did was we went to like the cantina where you can go right. there and have like the drinks and whatnot so that was did cool. you get some blue milk i tried my brother got blue milk i tried it it was interesting people um, like it and it's and it's vegan imagine that i didn't realize that but yeah yeah no or, I, well maybe it's a vegan blog that i follow that make their own version i don't know that i might assume be. it's vegan I, I would i would double check if you go there yeah some point in the next four years because that's how long it'll take for disney to open again um ah, I, hope not. <laughs> I hope not either but uh yeah so i don't know but anyway it's uh <laughs> that was a roundabout way for us to say uh, training's back and and it's good to see yeah, players getting about back that. no <laughs> that's what we do um there's only so much soccer you can talk about when there's no soccer to talk about um dude so true so, I mean, that's interesting. And like you said, Beasler said, you know, it was awesome. It felt great to get out there. And, and he kind of said that whole thing where he's like, you know, we're, we're professional athletes. We're programmed to work out. It's in our DNA. You can't tell us to stop working out. And there's only so much you can do at home. Eventually, players will find another solution because working out is how we make our living. So providing a safe environment for us to do that is a big step forward, which I think it's kind of what we mentioned last week where it's like this has less to do with like we're actually necessarily a step closer to the season coming back and more to do with we better give these players a place to go where we can control the health and safety of, of it all before they start going out to random gyms that are opening and doing it themselves. Well, you know, and talking so. about working out, like, yes, they can work out at home, but they can't do soccer workouts. And it kind of reminded me of 
the Last Dance episodes from ESPN this past weekend where Jordan said, I had a baseball body. The workouts I was doing mm-hmm. to, was to get a baseball body. I came back to basketball. I wasn't ready for it. I had to rebuild my body to get a basketball body. Yeah. And I'm like, soccer's no different, man. Yeah. Like, they need to be outside. You know, you can't have Polito jumping over hurdles in his, in his apartment uh, right. in downtown Kansas City. Right. I mean, you got to get out and about. You got to do some ball work. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Johnny Russell riding a Peloton can only get you so far. Like, well, he ain't going far <laughs> at all. Stationary. That's true. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, yeah. Does he really? He has a Peloton? I don't, I don't know if it's a Peloton. It, it would just, no, I, I think they, in the article, when they started delivering exercise equipment to them, I think I remember them saying Johnny Russell wanted an exercise bike. So, whatever bike mm. they get. But, like, I bet his wife told him to get an exercise bike. Do <laughs> you think people attacked her? <laughs> Weird Peloton ad, yeah. All um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's good that they're back to training. But you know, even I mean, Don Garber he talked about this recently, and he said, you know, we're more optimistic about what a return to play can look like. Uh, I think a month ago we were very pessimistic, but I think our country has done a, done a pretty good job. Our country has done. There's a Freudian slip. Um, I think our country has done a pretty good job of flattening the curve, which is what the objective was. What? So Who side said that? sidebar. That was Don Carver. Sidebar. But, that's but not haven't. quite true. New Let's York. Fact check that shit. Yeah, New York cases have gone down, which is good. Uh, but they're which rising. is where he's located right but they're rising in other places they're rising here in the metro they're rising in kansas they're rising in missouri they're rising across the midwest places like south dakota are having them la county is still having more cases and more deaths every week than they had the week before so let's pump the brakes down um but mls thinks they're in a place where they're moving toward a comeback um, do you think don garber's full name is donald i like to think it's donathan Oh my god! <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's probably Donald. Donald Garber. Gross. Which just I hate it. It's pretty gross. I hate it so much. Um, <laughs> but you mentioned this earlier. Like there was rumors of maybe using Kansas City as a potential neutral site location, and there were kind of rumors of they're narrowing down on to four cities that they can use for neutral site locations, which. I was talking to somebody at, at the league and I was kind of telling them as, as this was coming out, I was like, this doesn't, as somebody in Kansas city, this doesn't really make sense to me because the situation here in Kansas city is not getting that much better. Like we're doing slow reopenings, but nothing about what like mayor Lucas or the Johnson County or even Wyandotte County has said indicates that like we're ready for sports to come back. And, and I think that always felt kind of weird to me. And, and now I'm, as this news story came out in the Washington Post that really is they're focusing on taking all of the MLS teams to Orlando, Florida. That doesn't sound like a good idea either, but I was like, well, I mean, that kind of jives a little bit more with what I was thinking. It's like, I just don't see how Kansas City is a possibility right now. Yeah, how long are you going to be in Florida, like with your teammates, like for weeks on end uh, without your family? That's what it sounds like. So the, the That the, can't happen. Players won't do that. I would think the same thing. Yeah. I mean, so the, you can go to the Washington Post and read the whole article. Um, it was put up by Stephen Goff. Um, he, he's the, the Washington Post soccer reporter. Um, but, you know, he, he basically was saying MLS is proposing all 26 teams come to Orlando to resume the season. And on one, if you just take it totally at face value and you think about it from like an infrastructure standpoint, you're like, okay, well, Disney has their wide world of sports complex there. Okay. There's a bunch of fields. Disney has a bunch of hotels there. There's a bunch of hotels. They got restaurants. They got like, okay, so from a pure infrastructure standpoint, I guess you got it all in one place. That makes sense. But then you start no one getting to leave into their the, kids. Right. Then you start getting into the details like you were just saying. And and one of the, the lines that stood out to me or the line that stood out to me from this golf article is players would not be allowed to bring their families to people familiar with the plan said for those with children, it would place a long-term burden on wives and in general, put an emotional strain on relationships. So one, yeah, imagine if you had kids and you're like, okay, sorry, honey, I'm going to be back. I don't know when three months now, four months now, five months now. Um, oh my God. It's like going to war. Well, and, and, and that's what I was thinking as I was saying this, I was like, you're, you're basically doing what military families who are deployed have to do. The difference being, 
when they sign up for the military, I mean, they kind of know that's what they're signing up for, which doesn't make sure. it any easier whatsoever. It's a, it's incredibly no. difficult, and I feel for those families that have to go with that. But they're aware that. that that's a possibility. Right, but but it's part of the sacrifice that they they make, and, and, and they knew that going into it. I don't think you ask any MLS player, when no. you started playing soccer, did you imagine that you're going to have to leave your family and be quarantined in a hotel for five months? Like, that's not something that they thought about. And No. They signed up at max for two weeks of preseason training right. in another state. Right. So, but then, you know, you start talking. Okay, let's say you even get, somehow you get a majority of players to agree to it. And I would have to think there are some players who would say, I'm out. Like, I can't do this. I don't for need sure. this money right now. I'm not going to leave my family for four months, five months. Like, I'm out. But this uh, this is from a Sounder at Heart article. Um says, a source with knowledge of the situation asked rhetorically, how the hell are you going to get 1,500 people to eat meals in the same general window of time without being close to each other? You have to triple up on hotel staff and have meals in about 15 different locations at once at minimum. And it just got me thinking about, like, it's not just the players and the team staff. It's then all the hotel staff. It's then all of the people who are making the food. It's like, it's literally about 1,500 to 2,000 people that you're just basically creating this own closed society at Disney World for the sole purpose of playing soccer games. And at right. that point is it worth it? So, I don't think so. I mean, I don't I really don't think a lot of people show up and then boom, Orlando City wins the league because no other teams want to do it. <laughs> it's just like I love sports and I miss sports as much as the next person and I cannot wait for when we get sports back safely and responsibly. Man, you got to be a UFC fan now, brother. <laughs> But, like, it just feels wholly irresponsible to me to keep trying to find these ways to bring sports back when, no matter what, the president or anybody wants to say testing is still a problem. PPE is still a problem. We don't have the ability to do contact tracing when people get sick. We, we, we just simply don't have enough people who are trained to know how to then track down people they may have become in, in contact with. And we're still seeing increase in, increases in cases in places. Like... I truly miss sports, but I'm just like, what are our priorities? I don't miss it that bad. So, no. I mean, I did see an article somewhere that said, like, without sports, it's it's made us realize how much we don't need them. And I'm like, uh, you're about to piss 90% of the population off. Yeah. Well, and that that was a weird article. And I'm not totally convinced that that wasn't satire in some way but i re- right. I read that article and i was like this is this is weird yeah i didn't um, even click i was like i'm the, not interested because i do miss sports but i i want things to be better you know right and so i i, I think someone on twitter um casey sports fan 83 uh tweeted at me he was you know because i was talking about how like this just doesn't feel right and he and he put it very succinctly and he was like i don't need soccer more than those kids need their dads which I think smart. I mean that that's kind of what what sums it that's up. Smart. You know, I, I'd rather have no soccer than soccer requiring families to be separated for an extended period of time. And and one of our other listeners, Kyle Orenberg, he kind of said the same thing. You know, as much as I miss soccer, I do not need to watch soccer more than the players' wives and kids need their husbands, fathers, and their lives. The idea of sequestering players in Orlando without their families in the middle of a pandemic is horrible. Yeah, man, we have so. we have one uh, one guy who's always interacting with us on Twitter. Uh, is it uh, God dang it? Is it Nathan J? Who's a nurse? Is that uh, is? yeah? I believe so. Okay, yeah, and he's always posting stuff, so. man, and he's like, he's in it, like he knows what's going on, and he's he's very vocal about it, and is not happy. You know, he's on those front lines telling telling it like it is. It's crazy to read his post. You might need to double check me on that. Make sure I'm giving credit where credits due. I'm looking at it right now. I, I yeah, it's Nathan J yeah. at Mr. Merce three. It's a big deal, man. Um, Miss Mr. Merce, I get it. Yeah, male nurse, love it. <laughs> but it's uh, it's, yeah. it's serious. And and to see someone that that I know, you know, be it electronically or whatever, I I I consider myself close to him. Uh, it's just it's it's heartbreaking. Just to hear that uh, so close to home like that. Yeah, I mean, he had he put up a, a pretty big and, and intense thread um, from a few days ago. That if you know, if you want to read it, you can read it. Wow. But 
I mean, again, it kind of succinctly, this is how he ended it. I beg people to listen to the doctors and nurses already bearing the scars and trauma so that we can be spared unnecessary pain. Trust us, please. This is stuff. This stuff is horrible and not a joke or conspiracy. It stuck. It sucks staying at home, but trust me, dying from this sucks even more. Oh my so, like, God. Like, and the thing is, that's though, a dude, social media only goes so far because people that follow you probably share the same ideals as you and the same thoughts as right. you. So it's not going to reach that audience that like needs to read this. And that sucks. Right. Right. It's just Florida. Florida has been a mess for a long time for a lot of reasons, but Florida's like bananas dude. to get it back to MLS. Like, you know, I questioned, like I Flor- almost moved there. I was like applying for jobs <laughs> yeah. at Disney world and stuff. I had phone interviews and everything. Yeah. I mean, I've applied for jobs there before too at disney or whatnot i mean like unfortunately a lot of the country is a mess now florida seems like it's maybe more of a mess than a lot of the rest of the country for a lot of reasons well when you got alligators but, walking into a chili's dine-in restaurant it's just like i gotta get right. the hell out of here it's like no big deal <laughs> yeah i did see a graphic that was from part of florida where like instead of showing like you need to be six feet apart it was like you need to be one alligator apart from the yeah. next person and that and alligator just ate much. this lady's baby we did a sidebar here, side tangent. Um, we were vacationing in Florida one year um, in Vero Beach on the Atlantic coast, um, which is a wonderful little beach town. Um, but we, we took an excursion one day. We were like, let's go. We want to do like kayaking through sort of like the little inland waterways. Oh, and, it'll, you know, it, were you swamp people? <laughs> so we were like in like the mangroves, like kayaking and whatnot. Oh, but we shit. go to... Uh, we, we go to, to rent the kayak, and it's supposed to be like a three-hour kayak tour, and, and we asked the guy, or I, I think it was me, I asked the guy jokingly, I was like, there's no alligators, right? And, and we kind of laugh, and he's like, well, and he pulls out a map, he goes, there's about an 18-footer that like this is his territory, and like, uh, and we're, we're like still kind of laughing, waiting for him to be like, I'm just kidding, and that moment never comes. And then we realized like, oh, he's being dead serious. And so he was just like, yeah, if you see one, just kind of like stop your kayak, wait, or like try to push yourself away. Like sometimes they like, like this first part of the river is going to be more narrow. So they might be laying across it. So if that is the case, you just got to wet. And I was like, what the hell are we doing? Did you say, uh, and, here's your kayak, sir. I say good day. <laughs> so we still went kayaking. Oh no. And the first hour I was terrified because literally the river was like <laughs> six feet wide. And I was like, if there's a goddamn 18 foot alligator in here and there's a six foot river, there's no way we're going to be able to stop ourselves back up and get around this giant ass alligator. You're done. Thank. And of course, like there's a little bit of a current. We're trying to learn how to steer this kayak. We don't know what we're doing. Thankfully we did. We hit a couple trees. We didn't hit an alligator or come across an alligator in that first part. And then it widened up, but we saw some alligators after it widened up and thank God it was when it was widened up. But we, we kayaked past probably four or five different alligators. And I was like, not doing this. Again. Why? Why did that That's happen? That's a once in a lifetime thing. Did you like? So. Did you? You look at your, your. You looked at her and you're like, shut up, shut up, don't shut, don't say anything. Just paddle. You'd see him. You'd see their little eyes popping up out of the water and oh, like their nose, God. and you'd have to look at. You'd be like, you're like, is this an alligator or is this like a, a log? And and we start going real slow and like we we'd be scanning to be quiet and then all of a sudden one of us would be like, there it is. There's one over there. Like go right now, now. And we'd like paddle to the right and we'd be like. 25 feet away in this alligator which kind of like, we assume like looking at us so we'd be kind of looking at it and just kind of get around it but dude yeah i just you you didn't have like a guy just the two of you it was literally just the two I'm of out. us and they were like yeah call call us when you get to this point and we'll come pick you up no dude so. i'd rather go on like a fan <laughs> boat because if there's some monstrous gator i can yeah. toss some i can outrun i, I don't gotta outrun the gator i just gotta outrun you <laughs> we did that too we did we went on an airboat did you really and yeah it reminds me of swamp people of man you ever seen that show yeah yeah i got a picture of me wearing a giant ass hat and i got oh, like the headset on and everything and there's the fan behind us did you talk everything. like that goddamn gator right there look at that gator <laughs> look at that that's a big gator <laughs> yeah i mean it, it it was fun but it's not something that i would probably do again no dude you don't go but... to florida for that you go there for disney world and that is it and you have never been yeah i'll never understand you i have never been to disney world I, I want to go to Disney World. You should. Yeah. Let's go. Want to come? Mm-hmm. Not <laughs> right now. No. Did you hear about the dude who was uh, he was uh, hiding out on one of the islands at Disney World, like just for like a week, lived there during the whole quarantine. Oh, he got arrested. And they though, finally right? found him. 
Yeah, he got arrested. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. It looked fun. Yeah. No one else was here. No one else was around. So... I'm, not, I'm not hurting nobody. <laughs> right. But huh. I don't know. So anyway, the uh, the current rumored plan is bring all of the clubs to Orlando. I just, like you said, I don't know how that's going to be a reality. That's interesting. So. I, I, every week there's something different. It's not a lot, but there's always this little nugget that's worth talking about. Uh, yeah. And it's not. It's going to be like that for a while. It's not going to just bust wide open and be like, we're going back right. to it. But we're gradually going to get something new, and it's been kind of fun to talk about. Well, and I think this is what's going to keep happening with all the professional sports, really, is because God knows how many plans they have out there. Like, I'm sure all of the leagues have like seven or eight different plans, oh, where, sure. and they're all crazy. A plan H, like, yeah. Yeah, what if we took him to Orlando and did it at Disney World? And baseball's like, what if we built a space bubble in Arizona and kept everybody there? Like the Jordan and bubble, like, man, for Space Jam. Right, right, exactly. Uh, which, I, by the way, I needed more Space Jam in that episode. I know. I was like, you we can't give me three minutes of Space right. Jam and call Don't it good. Don't just show me the monsters and like green men's right. suits. For one, I thought about Green Man from It's Always Sunny. That was hilarious. <laughs> but it's, uh, I need more. I was like, you need to talk about how they specifically designed the bad guy in Space Jam to look like Jerry Krause, the GM of the Bulls. Yeah. Short, fat, white guy with dark hair and glasses that smokes cigars. Like, that's that's not by accident. I wanted more about so. uh, his relationship with Bill Murray. <laughs> Were you guys just homies? Were you just boys right. after that? Like, right. that sounds fun. How, how did that happen? Yeah. Um, he, I mean, for years, like I've been saying, for years, I've been saying, whoa, I don't play defense. Like, that is... <laughs> just been my thing since 96 or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 I I mean, I grew up on Space Jam, so I oh, love yeah. that movie. But, um, Had to get it on Blu-ray I, when it came out. Had to happen. Oh, me too. Me too. I did think it's funny how, like, this LeBron doc came out, docuseries, and, like, everybody's talking about that because we're all so sports-starved. Or not LeBron, Jordan. Wow. There's a slip again. There you go. This Jordan We know who Jimmy thinks docu- is better. Docuseries. That ends the debate. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I'm about to mention LeBron. I think that's what happened. This Jordan docu series came out, and like everybody's so starved for any sort of sporting content that like, okay, like uh, the whole country's watching this this Jordan docu series. And like after episode four, I think LeBron got a little jealous. That, like everybody's talking about Jordan and not him, and that's when he's like, "I'm gonna tweet out the Space Jam logo, Space Jam Two, it's coming." So then all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Oh, Space Jam Two, that's cool." So we all started talking about LeBron for a couple right. seconds before we went back oh, to Jordan. Oh, there's the logo, cool logo. <laughs> like, come on. Give us something more. Yeah. But I did also think I've never really seen Michael Jordan get emotional about anything. Yeah, that was Except tough. the one time he got emotional in this this documentary series is when he was talking about how nobody else could compete or play as well as he did. Like, it was a weird time, I felt like, to get emotional during the interview. Like, it wasn't when he was talking about his dad, although yeah. that was obviously a very emotional thing. It he wasn't said, okay, when he was break. talking about he made him break. retirement. Yeah. it was. He was just like... Nobody ever played as hard as I did. Nobody did it. And he was going, and he started crying. I was like, break. And I was like, that's a weird thing to get kind of emotional about. But it was weird. It's like he was what? at his therapist or something. He's just like, can we take a break, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know. It's interesting to watch the whole Jordan docuseries. Cause, oh, hell yeah. It wraps up you know, this I think Sunday. we talked about this before. Yeah. Like, I remember vaguely the, like, 96, 97 seasons sure. 98 but like yeah i'm a little older than you are so i mean i I remember a little more yeah but i didn't remember any of the like you know 92 93 seasons or right. anything like that because i was you know three years old and i certainly didn't remember him getting drafted or anything so that's five years before i was born so true but it's cool it's uh it. yeah it ends on sunday and uh oh dude did you ever watch snowpiercer the movie <laughs> not yet uh, okay. i need to a tv show premieres on sunday they made it into a series yeah, I've heard I've heard that that's supposed to be should good. Be fun. Um, so I need to watch Snowpiercer. I've heard it's good. You should. I think it's Hulu maybe but, um, Hulu or Netflix. Probably one of the two. You got them all. I'll, I'll find all a good. way. I'll find a way. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I guess coming up uh, this week for Sporting KC, um, episode three of Sporting Game Night dropped on Tuesday night. Oh, so if right. you haven't watched that, you can, you can get out and watch that. A couple of retro uh, games on Thursday. Yep, we got some retro games. We got the um, Sporting at RSL from July 2013 and Sporting versus St. Louis FC uh, uh, from June 2015, which I think was like a 1-0 win 
for Sporting KC, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was like our first, Mercy our first step on the way to an Open Cup championship. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, um, there's more FIFA matchups uh, that's, that's going down on uh, Twitch. And then some uh, 2013 MLS Cup playoffs on Saturday as well. And the EMLS Tournament Final on hey, Sunday. Hey, put that on your 17th. calendar. That's going to be a blast. Yep, that'll be fun. So you've got a couple finals Sunday. The EMLS Tournament Final um, with Juan Cusain and Alexander. Um, and then at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time on Fox Sports KC. Uh, they're going to replay um, the 2013 MLS Cup playoffs. Uh, and oh. It sounds like they're going to have Beasler join Jimmy Nielsen for commentary. Yes, and Saturday so. they have a game with player commentary as well. Are they doing it Saturday Yeah, too? so supposedly... Cool two games with both having player commentary which i can't find last week's player commentary game at all if anyone listening right now knows where that is Mm. let us know but uh it it had been on twitch recently and their youtube and everything i'm just thinking maybe there was some technical difficulties or the commentary was bad or what happened but uh maybe nate started saying crazy things like he's been tweeting yeah (laughs) (laughs) nate's got that eggplant in full force I just was like, what's going on? That's weird. Before we wrap things up, I guess, for this week, we did mention earlier, so I want to kind of talk about it a little bit because this is the first non-UFC, non-WWE sporting event that's coming back is Bundesliga. Like we mentioned, is scheduled to start again Saturday, May 16th. Um, We got... uh, couple of highlights i guess to to talk about here we got dortmund taking on schalke at uh, 8 30 a.m central time so a couple of uh americans playing in that game uh some americans on both sides um we got leipzig taking on freiburg also on saturday morning so tyler adams in there um and then uh your guys bayern munich are playing on sunday it looks like 11 a.m central time against union berlin yeah they gave them the they gave him the big primetime Sunday game there. Yeah, and then Monday it finishes with Werder Bremen versus uh, Bayer Leverkusen. But um, it's it's live soccer yeah. in a big-time league it's coming back. big-time league, man. I mean, bigger than MLS, I'd argue. Uh, oh, some sure. people like it better than the Premier League, to be honest. So it's a uh, – yeah, might try to catch that. I don't know if I'll have anything else going on, but uh, might try to give that a shot. I'm at least going to record it if, you know, depends on if I'm waking up at 8.30 on a Saturday morning. Um, oh, sounds we'll nice. We'll see. I haven't, do that. I've never haven't done been that. waking up that early. Really? When are you getting up? Bro, You're if always I, early. I try to sleep in on a Saturday, I'm lucky to make it to 7. I'm just in a routine, man. And if I'm That's working so out, you know, if I was going to work, I'm waking up at 5 to work out. Since I've been oh, home, my gosh. I've been waking up at 6 to work out. <laughs> now I'm on this full body reset right now so i'm not working out as much i wake up about 6 30 to do like some tai chi yeah. and stretching okay yeah. yeah i mean i mean i can sleep till 9 30 no problem Jeez. if i love myself that's so. crazy <laughs> yeah so i i probably will i don't know if i'll wake up that early to watch it live although who knows you know maybe i'll wake up make some coffee make make an omelet or something and watch some bundesliga well i'm sure you'll get up before know. 11 a.m on sunday yeah, I will definitely do that. There you go. So, um, but uh, but yeah. So I don't know. It's a weird time. Things are slowly opening, and we'll see what happens. People going to restaurants now but, in certain places, and I'm just like, if there's so many different stipulations at a restaurant, and I don't know the whole thing. The whole idea of going to a restaurant is to be around people, in my opinion, and and to not have to be so far distance from everybody, and. I don't know. If I got to wear a mask to a restaurant, I don't want to go. I'll just eat at home, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you'll have to take the mask off to eat at the restaurant. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I well, agree. Like, I love eating out. <laughs> but you're just throwing it on your mask. Yeah. That'd be tough. You're, um, like, getting soup in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I mean, I, I loved eating out. But part of eating out was the experience. Sure. You know, and and... I don't necessarily want to go spend that money to eat out because the prices are still the well, same. Yeah. I don't need the waitress or uh, or waiter uh, serving my drinks in uh, with long chemical tongs from Simpsons or whatever. I don't need that. 
Right. And and that's not to say I don't want to support local restaurants. I do. I, I had Thai food from a Thai restaurant I love yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I do that probably once every week and a half or so. But I would still personally rather get it carry out, pick it up, take it to my own home where I can not sure. worry about is the person really six feet away from me are they coughing oh shit now they're getting up to walk to the bathroom like are they going to come too close to me and breathe on me like you know. i'm more or less talking about like topeka kansas okay that's where i'm from restaurants have opened mm-hmm. and i'm like who's dying to go to olive garden oh it happened in johnson county kansas too who's dying to go to was... texas roadhouse okay <laughs> chili because that's all this in topeka there's not much chain oh restaurants. i've been dying to go to hooters <laughs> like stop it you don't need anything like that. Yeah. I just, but like I read an article about how the first day restaurants were allowed to open up in Johnson County, that some of them had lines Bro. out the door before the restaurant even opened. What if you, you, what if you go to Hooters? Now you got your Hooters girl coming up to you. She's got a mask on. Not that, not that anyone goes there for the waitresses at all. It's the good chicken wings. But the, uh, <laughs> now you can't. I, I've never been to one because it's not really my thing. Not but even like, when you were younger. It, that was kind of all no. the rage when we were we were growing up in high school, but it's now it's kind of like, felt what's going weird. on? What is this? It always felt weird to me. I was like, I, I don't know. I'm like, uh, this is my this is my dad's friend's daughter serving my food. This right, is weird. Exactly. It's it's very strange. And everyone knows each other. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's different. Yeah, their food can't be good. I thought their chicken wings were very good, and their and their cheese but fries. Like, Buffalo Wild Wings is fine. Eh, it's, yeah, sure. But they don't. Just they don't wear uh, low cut tops at Buffalo Wild Wings, and that's the gimmick. Yeah, but I think that's part of the weird part. But that's if that's why so, people are going to Hooters. Oh yeah, I, I know. Who that's cares why if they're wearing on. masks? I guess if that's why you're going. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Well, I guess there it is. There it is. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a weird time. Um. I don't think anybody really wants this Orlando plan. I mean, people want soccer back, but like, it's funny because the universal response to "Hey, we're going to bring everybody to Orlando" has pretty pretty much been like everybody thinks Orlando sucks. Like, it's got Disney World there and Universal, and like that's all well and fine, but like, outside of the theme parks, Orlando sucks. So it's true, man. It's kind of I don't know, but God, you about got eaten by gators, man. Can you imagine? They, oh, they, they would have came so and picked scary. you up, and they would have just seen a USC hat floating in the damn ravine. <laughs> so, no, like, honestly, we, we legit had a, uh, a conversation in the kayak because, uh, you know, my, my sister-in-law was pregnant at the time, and, and Brittany was like, if I get eaten by this alligator, I want you to at least tell our nephew that. She went out in a badass way, getting beaten by an or getting eaten up by an alligator. Like, tell, like these were the thoughts like going through <laughs> our minds. Like, what what happens if we die? Tell them I at least but, punched the gator in the face while it devoured me. Right. <laughs> and in reality, these gators are probably used to people kayaking by all the time, and they're probably like oh, another one. Like, okay, no, like I refuse to believe that. It, I'm never going to chance that. <laughs> That's a horrifying story, and nothing even bad happened to you. Yeah. Wow. So, anyway, I was I was scared to parasail. Florida. I'm like, there are probably sharks out here. Oh, I would. Oh, don't get me started on parasailing. We did that in Hawaii one time, oh. and we were there for a, a USC versus Hawaii football game. Ooh. And I was wearing my SC stuff all over because I was like, I gotta represent. And so we're on the boat, and they hook us up. We're doing like the tandem parasail. It's, it's fun. It's fun stuff. At the same time. Yeah, it's fun. You go up there. Well, then like we're starting to slow down, and I'm like, I don't think we've been up here that long. Like, feels like our time's not done. And and he slows down, slows down, slows down to the point where, like, we literally, like, sit into the ocean. Like, we're, oh, like, no. probably 40 yards behind the boat, and we're sitting in the ocean. And the guy gets back, gets up from the driver's seat and looks back, and he's like, this is what we do to USC fans. Go Hawaii! And he just, like, let us sit in the ocean. And I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny, but also, like, a shark can come eat me at any moment. And you're like, like I'm, we're literally in the middle of the deep ass ocean. You're like, this USC fan's gonna trash you on TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it was what all. I mean, he was he was making a joke, and we laughed. Here's my he joke. Didn't let us sit there. Yelp, for... one star. Ha <laughs> 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 I mean, We in reality, we probably sat there for like five to ten seconds at most. That's but... all the time a shark needs to come bite your buns. Yeah, dude. And that we've. I'm thinking about it now. We've had far too many brushes with 
seemingly death because on that same trip we also took a helicopter tour in hawaii because we were like why not a month later the organization that we used had a helicopter helicopter crash into the side of a mountain and everyone died oh my dude people die taking a helicopter people do never uh, that's the only time i've ever been on a helicopter and i'm never getting on one again yeah we're not interested we thought about it in chicago and we're like no why would we do that so we can just run into the side of the hancock building or whatever its name is now (laughs) not interested (laughs) Yeah, it's, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't want to live my life where I'm, like, scared to do anything because, like, you can die. I'm fine. But <laughs> I'm fine being scared. <laughs> but also, I, I think about, like, things that I did as a kid or, like, even, like, roller coasters or things. And I'm, like, I feel every safe time on you go on one of these, you are you are increasing your chance of dying. So. I don't know. I feel fine on a roller coaster, but I it's other stuff, man. Even on a plane, I'm, like, oh, God, I hate this. <laughs> yeah well there was a roller coaster in uh at six flags in la it's called tatsu and it was uh their tagline was fly at the speed of fear oh, and you would uh you would get you would get in the coaster like the track was above you you'd get in the coaster and you pull down the restraints and then your your feet would latch in too like it would have a little like restraints for your your legs at your ankles oh, are you standing latch you in no you get in you're kind of like sitting there you're, you're not fully sitting you're like but you're not really standing but then before the cart or the 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 coaster takes off the seats rotate backwards and suddenly mm-hmm. your back is to is parallel to the track above you and you're facing down the entire time and it's like you're flying on the coaster that's which is cool. cool feeling but also i'm like the only thing between me and that pavement 300 feet below me is this chest restraint yeah that's because you're staring at it the entire time see I, and i always think i'm like if this comes undone like I have, yeah. I have excellent grip strength. I'm gonna hang on to this thing <laughs> until we get back to the station, and then I'm gonna let someone have it. Like fix your See, jankety just, ass shit. <laughs> I, I I just I couldn't because that one like you're not just holding it down. That's like, like a Superman ride. You're, that that exact. You'd same. be like you'd be you'd be hanging. You'd be like flying around, hanging, going like like a rag doll. And I'm like I'm not a small kid or person. Like I I, I weigh two hundred. 30 240 pounds like i'm sure they've tested this with heavier mm. people than me but i'm also like but i'm i'd feel a lot safer i was 100 pounds so a lady, a lady doesn't talk about her know. weight <laughs> but anyway i think that uh we've we've probably well, gone go, longer folks. than we needed to if you haven't watched sporting <laughs> kc game night so, they just posted it episode three there you go there you go get on it give it a watch but uh, you got any other anecdotes, stories, random things to say to our fans? Random stuff. You know, I, here's what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to go watch the interactive Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt special on Netflix. Okay. There you, you go. heard about that? The interactive where you choose your adventure? I have not. Kind of like Bandersnatch from Black Mirror. Okay. I'll probably watch a little bit of Clone Wars because I know we've both been going through you that on uh, Disney Get Plus. Your shit together. I gotta catch up to you. I'm also rewatching Community because that show is funny as hell. That's our I forgot how funny that that's show on our is. list after Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, it's it's good. That's that's a show that I feel like was just a little bit before its time. Uh, like yeah. had it came on a few years later, people would have gotten it a little more. I watched it, but Marissa but, has never seen it, so she's in for a treat. Yeah, yeah, but no, that one's good. The uh, the the Greendale human beings. Oh yeah, it's all <laughs> very funny, hilarious. Um, but yeah. Anyway, well, uh, yeah. Wrap thank you guys up. so much for for listening and and sticking with us through this uh, quarantine. Um, make sure you you uh, give us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll be sure to shout you out and, and read it on here. Um, make sure you like us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod. Follow us on Twitter, no other po- at no other pod at Dan Kuzer at jcmac 3 and shoot us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, until then, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy, and we will catch you all later. See ya. That's a nice goddamn gator right there.
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com